You're tuned in to Atlanta Fringe Audio, the podcasting network of the Atlanta Fringe Festival. Want to win a couple of free tickets to the Atlanta Fringe Festival June 5th through 11th? Enjoy Fringe Audio and fill out the Fringe Audio crossword puzzle. It's that easy. 10 winners will be selected. Check out the description box for all the details or visit atlantafringe.org fringe dash audio. Now for the show. It's for general audiences. It may contain mild language, but has no overt violent or sexual content. Welcome to Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe. This production is brought to you by All in the Mind Theater. We recommend this for general audiences. And now, another in the amazing intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! Yes, listen up, boys and girls, as that wondrous superhero known throughout the galaxy as Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe, comes to life as he battles evil wherever he finds it. But before our story begins, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hello, boys and girls. Do you have an unwanted nose or throat condition? Then I would like to introduce you to Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops are not only effective in the ongoing battle against unwanted throat and nose conditions, but they taste much better than other products that taste much worse. So ask your mother to procure you a bottle of Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops and watch your unwanted nose or throat condition evaporate before your very eyes. Now let's join the Flashman and his fiancée Paramore and main squeeze, Eve Arden, who are en route to a secret wedding chapel to tie the knot in the newly designed DC-137XLR-470-8 an aeroplane that replaced 136 earlier designs that all crashed due to a cargo door malfunction. Luckily, after 136 attempts, scientists were able to correct the design flaw and build an aeroplane whose cargo door opened in the proper direction. So, let's listen in as Captain Flashman and Eve Arden discuss some distressing news with the captain of that very aeroplane. So, Captain, what do you think will happen if this asteroid that is hurtling towards Earth hits our planet? Well, Captain Flashman... Please don't call me Captain, Captain. That's a bit too formal. Just call me Flashman. Right, well, Flashman, the last time an asteroid crashed into Earth, all the dinosaurs were destroyed. That doesn't sound so bad. I mean, who needs those big, nasty reptiles anyway? Well, that's what I've been saying, um, um... Eve. Right, Eve. Eve Arden. She was named after that famous comedian. Oh, which comedian? Eve Arden. Oh, I know your name, but which comedian? No, that's the comedian. You're the comedian? No, I'm Eve Arden. Well, then then who's the comedian? No one. It's not really important anyway. Well, what about your girlfriend's fans? It's important to them. She has no fans. Thanks, Flashman. That's not what I meant. Well, she can't be much of a comedian then. Can we just get back to this asteroid? Oh, yes. Well, my research indicates, and by research, I am referring to my casual reading of right-wing news sources, states that asteroids only kill dinosaurs, so I think we're all pretty safe. I hate to disagree, Captain, but according to scientists, if that asteroid hits our planet, we are doomed. Oh, that's nothing but fake news. 
What about all those research papers proving the Earth's imminent destruction? Faker news! As an educated man, and by educated I'm referring to my periodic reading of right-wing news sources, I don't believe any source unless they support an opinion I already hold. That sounds kind of serious. Shouldn't you be doing something, Captain? Well, I guess I should get back to the, uh, the, uh... Cockpit? Right! The name always escapes me for some reason. <laughs> well, doodaloo! As the captain makes his way back to the cockpit, the plane begins to lurch. We're lurching! Flashman, I'm frightened! It's okay, Eve. I'm here for you. Instinctively, Captain Flashman gathers Eve Arden into his bulging biceps and gently wrestles a parachute from another passenger. That's my parachute! Not anymore, old man. Then, pushing a stewardess out of the way... Hey, watch it! Captain Flashman goes to one of the escape doors. Don't open that door, Captain Flashman. We'll all be sucked out of the plane and die. I'm sorry, unnamed flight attendant, but I have to save my fiancé, Paramore, and main squeeze, Eve Arden. Oh, Flashman. We're on our way to be married, and she can't be dead for the ceremony. He's right. My dress wouldn't hang properly. We just hit a bit of turbulence. No one's going to die. I say that turbulence is related to that asteroid hurtling towards us, which means this aerial plane is doomed. But asteroids only kill dinosaurs! That's not what the scientists say. And with a flourish of the wrist, Captain Flashman unwinds the hatch and opens the door of the aeroplane. Which causes him and most of the passengers to be sucked out. Once outside, in freefall, Captain Flashman pulls the ripcord of his parachute. As the parachute opens... Captain Flashman and Eve Arden descend toward the Earth as the plane goes into a freefall and crashes. You saved me! Not yet, Eve. We have to land, but don't be frightened. I'm not. Besides, if we die, at least we'll die together. But that won't happen. And you know why? Because you took the only parachute on the plane from that old man? Well, yes, but mostly because I took parachute lessons, and I know how to land safely. Uh, see? Oh, my hero! And I got those lessons for half price. Not only are you a wondrous superhero, but also an incredibly discerning shopper. Thanks, Eve. I do like a bargain when I can get one. I've even been known to clip a coupon or two in my day. Oh, Flashman. Say, what's that large building over to the left? According to the flashing neon sign, it's the laboratory of Dr. Katrina Krakow the world-renowned scientist and all-round good egg. Say, isn't that her coming towards us? I believe you're right, Eve. You'd better put me down. Oh, of course. Oh, ow! Sorry, Eve. Are you Captain Fleshman, defender of the universe? Please, let's dispense with formalities. Just call me Flashman! Of course, Flashman. I am Dr. Katrina Krakow. Oh, I know. We were on that DC-137 XLR-470-8. The one that just crashed? Yes. I'm the one who fixed those planes. Well, not that one. You're the one who corrected the direction of the cargo door? I am. You must be a great scientist. That's what it says on my business card. See? Dr. Krakow, the great scientist who corrected the design flaw in the DC-137 XLR-470-8. That's one impressive business card. 
We bailed out just before the plane went into that nosedive. Good choice. And we only made it out alive because Flashman took another passenger's parachute. He was an old man whose muscles had atrophied, so it was easy to wrestle away from him. That's good news. Not for the old man. No, it was his misfortune to have a parachute that I needed. I can't tell you how I've prayed that some kind of superhero would fall from the sky and land in the vicinity of my laboratory. Well, your prayers are answered. I'm here! And so am I. And who are you? Eve Arden, Flashman's fiance, paramour, and name squeeze. You know she was named after that famous comedian. Which one? Eve Arden. I know your name, but which comedian? No, Dr. Krakow, that's the comedian. You're the comedian? No, I'm Eve Arden. Then who's the comedian? It doesn't matter, Dr. Krakow. What about her fans? It matters to them. She has no fans. Thanks, Flashman. That's not what I meant. She can't be much of a comedian, then. Let's just skip all that. What do you want with me, anyway? I'll show you, but to do so, you must come with me. Instinctively, Captain Flashman and Eve follow Dr. Krakow as she leads them to a door. Then Dr. Krakow leads them down a hall to another door that is greatly in need of oil. Then past a bowling alley, a pop-up auction house, how do I hear 20? Do I hear it? Going once, a going twice, a sold to the skinny lady in the fat suit for 15. And finally to an elevator whose doors open. Going up? Which floor? Third floor, please. Third floor. Lingerie. Hardware. And Dr. Krakow's secret workshop. This way. Through this last set of doors. And finally, through this hedge. What on earth is this place? It's not a place. What is it? It's a rocket ship. What are you doing? I'm igniting the rocket. We are going to blast those. without any kind of explanation. I have determined that the asteroid hurtling towards Earth was launched by another planet. You mean we were being attacked by an asteroid-shooting planet? Yes. You sound like a crazy person. Would a crazy person blast another person and his girlfriend into space without any kind of explanation? Actually, they would. I guess you're right. But there is no time to explain. That asteroid bombing planet has to be stopped immediately, and I was hoping that you, Captain Fleshman, defender of the universe, would help me stop it. Count me in. Thanks. And I'll do whatever I can, too. Pardon me if I'm rather nonplussed about your addition to our team. That's okay. My high school basketball coach felt the same way. So what do you need to do first, Dr. Krakow? Destroy that asteroid. But how? Because of its erratic trajectory, no missile can hit the asteroid in the exact spot needed to stop it, which means we'll need to maneuver the ship into its path and at the last minute swerve so we deflect it without causing too much damage to our ship. That sounds dangerous. We could die. I'm not afraid of death. Not as long as I can die with you, Flashman. That's great, Eve. But Dr. Krakow, will your plan work? Of course it will. I am a scientist, and the plans of a scientist always works. That is the first rule of science. Now, 
Grab the wheel and steer as I calibrate the course using the electro-calibrating course-finding asteroid deflector machine. Let me just turn it on. Okay, let's see. Three degrees to the left, Flashman. Got it. Now, two degrees to the right. Two degrees to the right. Old course. We are nearing the asteroid. Collision is imminent. The asteroid has changed course. The dinosaurs are saved. Yes, everyone is saved, Eve. Even the extinct species. But we've sustained a lot of damage to our steering mechanism. Really? Well, look for yourself. The wheel is all bent. We'll never be able to steer it back to Earth. I don't care, as long as I die with you, Flashman. Mm, that's great, Eve. But Dr. Krakow, is there something we could do? We could make our way to that asteroid-bombing planet. Yes. Someone has to stop it from attacking the Earth with another one of those beastly asteroids. By my calculations, if I activate the booster rocket that's filled with my super-hyper-fuel, it should be just enough to get us into the gravitational field of that brutish planet. Then we can land and deal with whoever's behind those devilish asteroids. But how can we? Easy! Remember, Eve, not only am I a scientist, but I am a woman. Really? Anatomically, I have all the parts. Well, if you have all the parts... I do! Then you must be a woman. I am. So hear me roar, for I am too big to ignore. And I will find a way to land this spaceship safely. Now, hold on. I'll activate the booster rockets. Did it work? Yes. Look, we have traveled several light years and now very close to that fiendish planet. Unfortunately, we've depleted our fuel supply. That sounds bad. It is. We are stuck out here in space with no way to maneuver the ship into that planet's gravitational field. Couldn't we just lean to the left? He was right about the left. That's good, because I was wrong about the right when I joined, which is why I left. You left the right? For good. But what about our left? Eve's still right about our left. By leaning in that direction, our weight will push the ship into the gravitational field of that planet. Everyone, lean left! It's working! Lean further! I really enjoy leaning. Keep leaning! There! We are in the planet's gravitational field! But the ship is plunging towards the planet! There is nothing we can do now but pray. I am not afraid of death as long as I die in your arms, Flashman. Well, let's try to avoid that for now, Eve. And the best way to do that is to buckle up. Yes, buckle up. Remember, seatbelts save lives. Now, brace for impact. As the rocket ship slams into the planet, the force of the impact rips the seatbelts apart, and Dr. Krakow, Eve, and Captain Flashman are thrown clear of the now-destroyed rocket ship. Even so, their seatbelts lessened the impact on their bodies and saved their lives. So remember, kids, buckling up is not just the law, it's a lifesaver.
But I digress. Back to our story. Slowly, Captain Flashman rises to his feet and staggers to Eve. Unable to find Dr. Krakow, he carefully picks up Eve and carries her away from the crash. As he does, Eve wakes, and then they are suddenly surrounded without warning in an abrupt manner by armed soldiers carrying electric spears. Halt, or I will stab and electrocute you at the same time. I do not fear you. Nor I. You should. These electric spears are electric. And cause the type of wound that is among the most feared of all the wounds. Seven out of ten surgeons agree that electrical stab wounds are far more dangerous than regular stab wounds. That's a pretty high percentage of surgeons. So you see how dangerous it is for you to resist. I don't care. I am happy to die as long as Flashman and I die together. Forever. Dead. Perhaps we should not be too hasty to die, Eve. Then put up your hands and come this way. Surrounded by soldiers, both Eve and Captain Flashman raise their hands and follow them to the royal palace, where they are taken before Khan the Cruel, Emperor of Luongo, Father of the Planet, and Supreme Ruler of the Universe. Oh, Khan the Cruel, Emperor of Luongo, Father of the Planet, and Supreme Ruler of the Universe, I salute you. And I nod dismissively in your general direction. Today I bring you prisoners caught illegally trying to enter our planet. Trying to illegally enter our planet, were they? You know this would never have happened if we had built that space wall I have long advocated for. Aye, but who will pay for it? The Earth people will pay, I guarantee it. We will not pay for your wall. Who speaks? Me, Captain Flashman, defender of the universe. Well, Flashman, the Earth will pay. Are you the one responsible for shooting that asteroid at Earth? I am, and as soon as I can capture another asteroid the right size to fit into my asteroid-firing cannon, I will shoot again and this time destroy your pathetic little world. Now it is my turn to ask a question. Who is that delicate little space flower at your side? This is my fiance, Paramore, and main squeeze, Eve Arden. I am so glad to meet you both, because now you shall both become my slaves. I am no slave. You are, and I will prove it. How? I will make you fight for the amusement of my court and other assorted sycophants. In an event, I will call Stone Cold Khan's cage match of cruelty. And if I refuse? You and Eve will die a slow and elongated death that takes many hours and lasts a very long time. Well, then I accept. And that proves you are my slave. Take him to the arena, guards. As Captain Flashman is led to the arena to face certain death by combat in Stone Cold Khan's cage match of cruelty, Eve Arden is placed in the royal viewing box with Khan the Cruel. Why are you making Flashman fight? Because I am Khan the Cruel, and that is what cruel people do. But rest assured, I will not harm you, my little blonde space peony. What about Flashman? He is being led into the arena of death, which is just one of our many entertainment arenas housed in our amphitheater of annihilation. There he will fight our reigning champion, Big Mongo. No! Yes! <laughs> and with that, Big Mongo enters the ring. 
I don't care how big the big galoot is, Eve. I'll show him what an Earthman is capable of. Big Mongo is no match for me. Thataboy, Flashman! We'll see about that. And with that, the bell for the first round sounds. And the crowd goes wild! Both Big Mongo and Captain Flashman move to the center of the ring. And the crowd is chanting the name of their champion. Slowly they circle each other. Mongo tries a single leg takedown, which pushes Captain Flashman into the ropes. He immediately springs forward and is caught by Big Mongo, who maneuvers him into the hangman's chokehold. Realizing his danger, Captain Flashman bites Big Mongo on the wrist and whirls about, putting Big Mongo into position to deliver his signature move, the Tombstone Pile Driver. I have you now, Big Mongo. Tombstone pile driver! Prepare to meet your maker! Then, just as Captain Flashman is about to drive Big Mongo into the canvas, Khan speaks! Shoot him, soldiers! Destroy Captain Flashman before he delivers his signature move, the Tombstone pile driver! As the guards raise their ray guns to shoot Captain Flashman, Khan's daughter, the Princess Halo, makes her first appearance in our tale and calls out to Captain Flashman. Quick, brave and good-looking Earthman. Jump up to my balcony if you value your life. Your balcony? Yes, I have season tickets to all the major annihilations. Captain Flashman, realizing that this is his only chance of escape, leaps to the royal balcony and into the arms of the Princess Halo. She then takes Captain Flashman by the hand and quickly leads him to her secret escape staircase. Let's go. I have a secret escape staircase. This way. Who are you, anyway? I am the Princess Halo, daughter of Khan the Cruel. Thank you for saving my life. I am Captain Flashman, but you can call me... No need. I'll come up with my own nickname for you. I, I don't understand. You will understand soon enough. Now, come with me. I have an electric rocket bike that I keep stashed on the first floor of the palace. You own an electric rocket bike? Yes. It's like a regular electric bike, except that it has a rocket attached to it. That's why it's called an electric rocket bike, because of the rocket. You see, most bikes don't have a rocket attached to them. Most bikes have to be pedaled or use an electrical motor, but my, mine has a rocket. That, that's why it's called an electric rocket bike. Because of the rocket. I see. Through this door. Okay. But what about Eve? Eve? The girl I was with. No one can rescue her. I can't leave her behind. Did you not hear me? She's in the possession of my father, Khan the Cruel. She's lost you forever. No! Yes. And last week, my father has commanded me to marry. And if I'm to marry, it might as well be to someone who my father dislikes so much that he sent him into combat against Big Mongo. Who's that? You. I can't marry you. You can, and you will. But you only love me because your father hates me. That's no basis for a sound marriage. I am Princess Halo, and I have decided that you are the love of my life. Now, buckle up while I ignite my electric rocket bike, which is quite different from a regular bike, what with the rocket and all. Oh, 
As Princess Halo trains a space gun on Captain Flashman and forces him to ride in the sidecar of her electric rocket bike, back at the palace, Khan the Cruel orders his guards to bring back Captain Flashman and his daughter, the Princess Halo. Then he turns his attention to Eve. Soon your friend will be captured and will die a slow and elongated death that will take many hours and last a very long time. You'll never catch Captain Flashman. I already consider him caught. So let's talk about us. There is nothing to say except that Captain Flashman will not rest until he frees me. By the time he finds you, it'll be too late. Are you going to kill me? In a sense. I am going to marry you. No! Yes. Even though I am a prudent and judicious authoritarian leader who moves cautiously in politics, when it comes to love, I am as impetuous as a puppy. So I will throw caution to the wind and make you my bride as soon as the ceremony can be arranged. I will only marry Captain Flashman. You can't marry a dead man. <laughs> Your Majesty. I'm not finished laughing. Oh, sorry. You should be. Now, where was I? Uh, you were laughing. That's right. <laughs> Never interrupt an authoritarian leader when he is in the throes of a maniacal laugh, soldier. Got it. Now, what do you want? Uh, we're being attacked. Why do I always get attacked at really inconvenient times? Don't people know that I am more than just the leader of an autocracy? I am also a man, a lonely man who needs the affection and stability of a forced marriage. Who is it this time? Uh, the Alliance of Rebels of the Southeast, better known by their acronym, ARS. Oh, them again. Yes, they are known for their tenacious pursuit of freedom. And their poor choice of acronyms. Oh, right. Remember when they were called people openly opposed to potentates? Yes, poop. That was so embarrassing. It was so bad I stopped bragging about my victories. People would come up to me and ask me, Oh, who did you defeat today, Con? And what could I say? I defeated poop? So I just bit my tongue. Why couldn't they have picked a really good acronym like, Oh, I don't know, RAT. Rat? Rebels against tyrants. I would be proud to brag about defeating Rat. But poop, people just don't take you seriously as an authoritarian leader bent on universal domination when the best you can say is today I defeated poop. Well, it could be worse. Uh, do you remember their first name? Free folk fighting unacceptable crimes of kings. But they went by f No need to pronounce it. That group is a blight on acronyms and must be destroyed. According to the last reading of the spaceometer, they are getting closer. Turn on the spaceometer so I can see for myself. You're right. I recognize those blips anywhere. Eve, I will have to put our ceremony on hold for now. I don't want to marry you anyway. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes you get what you require. Uh, that doesn't sound quite right, sire. Uh, uh, try it with need. Sometimes you don't get what you want, you get what you need. Oh, I like it. You know, if I put that to music, I bet I could make a pretty good generational anthem. It doesn't matter what word you use. I shall only marry Captain Flashman. We shall see about that. Once I have dealt with my arch enemy arse, I will turn my attention to you, Eve Arden. But for the moment, I will call out the space fleet. 
In the ensuing battle, Khan defeated Ars and chased the remnants of the rebel fleet back to their hiding place. Meanwhile, Princess Halo's electric rocket bike was hit by one of Khan's guards, throwing Captain Flashman to the ground and leaving him unconscious. Unable to stop, Halo continued on her getaway while being chased. After a few moments, Captain Flashman opens his eyes and finds that he is alone, totally by himself, without anyone else around and no one in the immediate vicinity. That is, except for one person, Brother Baynard, Chief Librarian and the Keeper of the Wisdom of the Elders. Are you okay? Yes. Who are you? I am Brother Baynard, Chief Librarian and Keeper of the Wisdom of the Elders. And who might you be? I am Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe, but you can call me Flashman. Very well, Flashman. What are you doing here? I was on my way to the library where I used to work until Khan the Cruel came to power. He's trying to eradicate our culture by burning all our books. But I've outsmarted him. How? I've memorized every book in our library and written out a synopsis of each one. Unbeknownst to him, I now lend out the synopses to anyone with a current library card. Oh, would you like to borrow one? It would help save our civilization. No, I'm sorry, but I don't have time to save your civilization. I have something more important on my mind. Oh, what? Girlfriend troubles. You see, my sworn enemy, Khan the Cruel, has captured my fiancé, and now I have dedicated my life to defeating him. I, too, am the sworn enemy of Khan the Cruel. You see, he's the one trying to eradicate our culture by burning our books. You mentioned that. Anyway, I've memorized every book in our library and wrote out a synopsis of each one, which I now lend out to anyone with a current library card. You mentioned that too. You know, since we have the same enemy, we could work together. Make a tontine. A tontine? Yes. Unite our forces. Is that the right word, a tontine? I think so. Well, speaking as a librarian who's memorized hundreds of books... I don't. Although tontine means agreement, it's more of a financial arrangement. I think the word you're looking for is alliance. Okay, let's make an alliance. Agreed. And the first thing we need to do is get into Khan's palace. You are in luck. In the library, we have a book that lists all the secret entrances. I thought Khan burned all the books. He did, but we can borrow the synopsis of that book. But didn't you write out the synopsis? Ah, ah, I see where you're going. You think that because I've written all the synopses, we could skip visiting the library and instead use the knowledge I possess from reading the now-destroyed book to gain access to the palace by way of the secret passage. Yes. Normally, I would poo-poo such an idea because it encourages people not to visit the library, but... Since you are in a hurry... I am. We'll do it! This way to the secret passage. Let's go! As Captain Flashman and Brother Baynard make their way to the palace to save his fiancée, Paramore, and main squeeze, Eve Arden, Princess Halo puts the brakes on her electric rocket bike and turns to face the guard who's been chasing her. 
You can't stop true love, you fiends. Uh, Princess, I, I'm just a guard following orders. I, I, I must bring you back to your, to your, to your father. Okay, I'll come with you. Really? No, never. Not while I still have breath in my body. Take that! You killed me! You're a little ahead of yourself. Now you're dead. As Princess Halo is dealing with her pursuer, Brother Baynard and Captain Flashman fall into conversation as they make their way to the palace. You know, I really shouldn't be helping you. Why is that? I've read many heroic adventures from our collection in the library before Khan burned them. And in all those adventures, a character much like me always dies. I don't understand. Well, as a committed librarian with a sedentary lifestyle, I have no upper body strength. In addition, I can't run, and I have no idea how to use a weapon. But why does this character you speak of die? Because that character is always placed in a precarious situation without the skill set to survive. As I've said, I don't have any of the skills that I would need to survive if I were placed in a dangerous situation. That makes no sense. Without you, I could never get into the palace. Exactly. Once my knowledge of the secret entrances has been used, my purpose in advancing the plot is over. But you're so nice and entertaining. A death sentence. With my plucky and enthusiastic personality, I will be endearing to the audiences of all ages. But isn't that good? No. The writers of those heroic tales always needed to advance the plot and at the same time find a way to increase the audience's dislike of the villain. So, by my reckoning, what better way to have Khan become more hated than to have him kill a beloved character who is no longer important to the story arc? No, the way I see it, I will be sacrificed on the altar of linear plot advancement so that you can avenge my death, thereby increasing your own popularity. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. It doesn't matter. I'm too enthusiastic and plucky to let that get me down. As the Flashman and Brother Baynard continue to make their way to the palace, Eve finds herself in the clutches of Khan the Cruel. Now that I made an ass of ours, we can once again pursue our impending nuptials. And since your precious Flashman has abandoned you, nothing can stop me. He'll return, and when he does, he'll free me. The only way he'll return is in chains, isn't that right, guard? And that's correct, your majesty. You'll never catch him. But I always catch what I'm chasing. Name one person you caught. You. <laughs> and now you will wed me and reign as my queen. And although you won't have any power, mostly you'll be a yes queen. I'll say things like, oh, how are you? And you'll say, good now that I'm married to you, Khan. And then I'll say, why is that? And you'll reply, because you're so hip for an authoritarian. And I'll blush like the coy dictator that I am. <laughs> As the Flashman and Brother Baynard make their way through the tunnels that crisscross underneath the palace, they come to a long staircase. At the very top, they encounter a steel door. Baynard leans toward the door and gently taps it. This is it! 
I know that any sound of this steel door anywhere, it leads directly to Khan's throne room. Are you sure? This was the door Khan used to slaughter my family. He slaughtered your family? No, uh, didn't I mention that? No. Strange, that's usually the first thing I mention when meeting new people. <laughs> well, anyway, he slaughtered them with this very door, and in doing so, invented the term portalized. Portalized? Death by door. Khan is very imaginative when it comes to both entryways and quasi-judicial killings. So, he killed your entire family with a door and burnt all the books in your planet's library. He must pay for his evil and somewhat inventive crimes. Let's go. What's this? There's nothing behind the door but curtains. Those curtains are here to prevent drafts. Khan is susceptible to colds. But behind those curtains, you'll find Khan's throne room. My God! What is that sound coming from behind those curtains? It sounds like there's a royal wedding going on. Khan must be taking another bride. Another? Yes, he has a rather large collection. Well, I'll just look and see who the lucky lady is. I'll just pull those curtains aside. Khan is standing next to someone. I can't make out who she is, but she's turning around. Oh! What is it? He's trying to marry my girl. Come on! Quickly, the Flashman grabs Brother Maynard by the arm and pulls both of them through the curtains just as the minister speaks. If anyone present knows why these two should not be joined in holy matrimony, speak now or forever hold your peace. I know why. And what is your reason? She's my girl. Flashman. As Eve breaks free from Khan the Cruel, she instinctively hurls her bouquet of peonies in his face and runs toward Captain Flashman. Confused, Khan throws his sword into the air and it falls next to Captain Flashman. Captain Flashman picks up the sword as Khan speaks. Curse you and your extra large flowers, Eve. I knew I should have given you daisies for your bouquet. After them, men. Oh, what should I do? Hold them off while I escape with Eve. Where's Dr. Krakow? She's still missing from the crash. You know, this would be that precarious situation that I was hoping to avoid. All we need is a head start, Brother Baynard. But I'm unarmed. Only in the sense that you don't have a weapon. Now, do your best. As Captain Flashman and Eve make their escape, Brother Baynard steps in front of Khan the Cruel. So you're with him, are you, Brother Baynard? It wasn't enough that I destroyed your book collection. So be it. Take that. Oh! And that. Oh! And that. Oh, stop shooting me! But it's a hoot. It's a hoot to shoot an old coot in the glute. Not only am I killing you, but I am also indulging in alliteration while doing it. That's not alliteration. What? It's assonance. Assonance is the term for when you use the same vowel sounds within a group of words, whereas alliteration is occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning of adjacent words. Well, take that in your assonance. Oh, I knew I was nothing more than a plot device. And now you're not even that. 
How's that for alliteration, dead boy? As Brother Baynard falls, Captain Flashman and Eve race down the stairs while being chased by Khan and his men. Soon they come to a fork in the staircase. I don't remember a choice in direction when I climb these stairs. We have to choose, Flashman. Otherwise, Khan will catch us for sure. There they are, after them, men. They have spotted us. We must choose. Let's go this way. Captain Flashman and Eve descend the steps. However, without Brother Baynard's knowledge of the staircase, it soon becomes apparent they have chosen the wrong set of stairs. Darn, we must have chosen the wrong set of stairs. And it's so hard to keep my balance on the wrong set of stairs. Just try not to fall. I will! As Eve speaks, both she and Captain Flashman lose their grip and fall down the remaining stairs into an underground river. There they are swept into a raging current and become separated from each other. Captain Flashman screams Eve's name, but to no avail, as she is carried to the far side of the river, while Captain Flashman is washed up on the opposite bank. Don't worry, Eve. I will make a boat out of these small stones. But stones can't float. They can if they're pumice. Now hold tight while I fasten them together with some glue. There's no glue. There will be if I can just find a horse. He won't find a horse in time. Princess Halo. Yes, and now I'm here to claim you as my husband. You can't marry my fiancé. I can if he's my husband. Don't I get a say in this? No. But I do. Con. Daddy. Con. How did you find me? It wasn't easy, what with your ingenious plan to outrun us by falling down the stairs. That's why I love him. You can't love him. Why? Because I, Con, am going to execute him. And with that, Halo grabs Captain Flashman by the hand and hurls herself and Captain Flashman over the edge of the cliff of infinite height. Will the Flashman survive? And if he does, will he be forced to marry the Princess Halo? Will Eve Arden ever see her fiancé and main squeeze Flashman once more? And finally, what about Dr. Krakow? Does anyone really care if she ever turns up in this story again? To find out the answer to these and many more questions, Remember to tune in again next time for another thrilling episode in the intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman. And remember, boys and girls, the next time you're feeling a little scratchy in the nose or throat, ask your parents for Hargrove's Emulsified Dose Drops, the only dose drop that's specially made for kids. And don't forget, boys and girls, to tune in again next time for another in the continuing intergalactic adventures of... Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! Thank you for listening to Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe. This episode starred Sam Agro, Sean Browning, Jane Luke, Vicki Jenkins, Anne McDougall, and Dave Healy. Music was by Jeff Rosenthal. Sound engineering and sound effects by Jason Dobrega. It was written and directed by Dave Healy. We would like to thank our Atlanta Fringe audio sponsor, Could Be Pretty Cool, a production company whose mission is to inspire community building through the arts. You can binge all of our audio shows at atlantafringe.org fringe audio or wherever you enjoy your podcasts.